Steelers versus Seahawks, week 17 of the NFL season. And uh, we're going to be talking about our outlook for that game and for the remainder of the schedule, meaning, of course, this game and then the one in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He's Ramon Foster over there in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports in downtown Pittsburgh. And hi, Moan. Hey, DK. What's going on, man? I don't know. You don't know? No. Other than getting talked about in the comments about how you don't know technology, which I know yeah. you know technology well, DK. Yeah, I'm seeing all these false accusations here about something that I none of us had anything to do with. It's yeah. just the, the live thing flickered on and off. No big deal. We're here and we're ready to roll here, Moan. I see that Dwight Jefferson already has us in the likes mode. Make uh, well, sure you right hit the likes. Yeah. Please do mm-hmm. that, man. That's necessary on this Fast Friday, DK. We get in, man, get this thing going. But they got a whole week under their belt this week. Got to fly out to the West Coast. I am interested in seeing when they're going to leave, though, too. Whether it be early tomorrow or late tomorrow to Seattle. I mean, you're going to have your walkthrough, and you're going to have it in Pittsburgh. You know? Yeah. So I'm sure it'll just be right after that, and then they'll, they'll fly at night, and it's a 1 o'clock game. I mean, it's just, he's never changed this stuff. Alone. That's true. That's true. And, and honestly, in that mode, it doesn't matter other than the fact you're going to be tired as crap coming back. Uh, as a player, that's the that's where it really hurts you is coming back, DK. Can't fall asleep on a plane because I'm wound up because of the game. Get home, can't really fall asleep. And then next thing you know, it's the next day already. So I'm fascinated to see if they do decide to move a little bit earlier uh, going out there. But there's nothing else you can do. I, I do think well, this team is going to win, though. There I'm is sure. one thing you can do. You what? can hit that bell. Oh, oh, why am I rambling for no reason then, DK? <laughs> hit the bell. Someone said that we didn't hit the bell at all yesterday. I'm more than sure we we always hit the bell. Did. I thought we did. Well, because we don't do this without doing the intro, no, DK. We always hit wouldn't the bell. be even possible. Like I don't even know how we'd pull it off. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Especially now that we got the good one. Watch <laughs> that start, one works. You're gonna start making dogs and I cats have, jump all over the place. Ah, uh, that is a difference. I don't mind this one. But the other one is just that much better. It is what it is. It, it's got some. It's got some depth to it. The Casey Kester Bell does. You know, we remember. We remember who who butters our bread, right? Yeah, man. Uh, we really do. JP uh, is impressed that he made a live broadcast. The world is ending, according to JP. In which case, we'll have plenty to talk about, and in a big hurry. Oh, no doubt about it, man. We will. Uh, I'm glad you made it. <laughs> JP, I was looking at Demond's comment coming in. I was just all, like, "What? What? What did Mendenhall say now?" Uh, but that's neither here nor there right now. DK, um, you seeing it? Demond puts up. I had to stop watching Ron Clark's The Pivot Podcast with Rashad Mendenhall as the guest, so I could catch this live. You are a real one, okay? But he says it's getting deep, and he's still being punished for that Super Bowl fumble. Fumble shaking my head. You know what? What would honestly, in my opinion, make it a little bit better? Mm. 
not acknowledging it every time somebody bring your name Honest up. to God, it's all I'm thinking here is, dude, if you really want people to let it go, you let it go, you know? I, I, I love what Rashard. Do you think, Rashard. What do you he was good. Yeah. He was he was good to me. You know what I'm saying, DK? Like, he was mm-hmm. a good teammate, good friend, uh, all those types of things on the team. I got nothing bad to say about Rashad Mendenhall. It's just that it seemed like we get an annual <laughs> lashing out about that moment. Like, there's a lot of other players that get stuff said to them often on social media, personal, professionally, all across the board, man. And I I just hate that Rashad has to continue to go down this. When I know he's a very smart guy, uh, I I would assume assume he's a guy that's kind of handled some 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 uh, mentoring through that process, some counseling through that process, because it is a heavy moment. I ain't going to act like it is. And it's not the only reason we lost the game. He's not the only reason. I just hate the fact that it's a lashing out almost annually around this time of the year around the Super Bowl. You know, just let it go. What What is it that you think you're going to achieve by repeatedly acknowledging it? Like, do you think there's going to be this eureka moment where the entire fan base says, you know what? We're okay with that. <laughs> that that fumble that was just fine. No, I mean there's just there's, you know, you know my my mom used to tell me to to worry about the things that you can control. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And and everything else, I mean, there's just nothing that you can do. You just move on. You know, we all all of us make mistakes. Your point to me is this. All of still a nation or, or the sports world, because I don't think at this point it's just all of still a nation that's doing this type of stuff at him or who he's talking to about it um, or addressing it. Nobody is going to, cons- as, as a consensus, DK, say, All right, Rashad, we forgive you. There's always going to be yeah. one. <laughs> and, and everybody funny. has those moments in their careers, too. I mean, what, what are we talking about here? I just hate it for him because, again, um, DeMond said he's, he's addressing it again. And I feel like he's addressed it numerous other times. And we'll see if this platform will do different for him, DK. Yeah, I just don't I, I don't get it, you know. And if you want to lash out at other people's reaction to it and whatever else, what are you gonna what point again are you gonna make that people can be dirt? Of course they can. Of course. And it's yeah, just like this, not calling DB Cooper uh dirt anything like this, but I forgive Rashad. Not like it doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. (laughs) I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but like it doesn't. It's it's words on social media, and more times than not, folks will will have a conversation with you and never bring that up. So anybody should have an issue with it. I mean, it's solely just him. Something he's got to live with. With me, I got past it and was just like, well, there was numerous other times we lost that game. Defensively, we did not have a great showing when it came down to how that game was closed out. Who was Jordy Mm -hmm. Nelson before that game? Respectfully, you know what I'm saying? The birth of Aaron Rodgers and the legend that he's continued is from that game too, DK. You know what I'm saying? Like he became an item in that Super Bowl game. And that was, I mean, that's defensive woes right there. I got to be honest with you. If I'm ranking fumbles over the past 10, 15 years, that's not my number one. No, you're number one. I know. <laughs> you know my number one. Yeah, I I definitely know yours because you. <laughs> I'm not even getting into that. 
<laughs> yeah, that that's the, the few times, maybe the only time I can recall you in the locker room just ready to go right at somebody. Man, DK. Okay. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I remember that moment, that feeling, talking about that right now. Maybe that's a side topic in the comments too, man, because that's the thing. Th that was a big game, big moment, so you remember it the most. Same as my situation too, right? But what is the biggest <laughs> – What what is the biggest – Stiller let down that you've had. That that's yeah, what I, I want to know. I mean, I guess some of that's going to depend on how far you go back. Greg Iscat goes back to '95, the Super Bowl uh, against the Cowboys when Neil O'Donnell made two just flagrant right to the same dude passes to Larry Brown, who'd end up getting Super Bowl MVP and then just go on to deliver pizzas. Really. I mean, the whole thing is just crazy. But you know, you can do that because we can isolate on the little, the little things like that. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, little things in, in terms of volume. Okay, right, right, right. Massive things in terms of in terms of importance, and then you have things get really <laughs> diabolical. And Frank thinks that Neil O'Donnell was paid off because the passes were so bad. I never heard that. Yeah. I never heard that DK. The, That's the, one of the best. I'm with I'm with uh, James. The, the, I, there are some worse moments other than the Tebow moment in Denver. I remember that game distinctly, man. Um, just thinking to ourselves, make it out of Denver. That was make it out of Denver. You had it. Make it. That's all we need. Not to rub it in here. I know, okay? uh, but that team wasn't. With that's the state that the Broncos were in, the state that Peyton Manning's arm was in, you had it. I I, I, can't, I don't see. I honestly, and I and I covered that Super Bowl against the Packers, and I never felt like that game was yours. I felt like it was there to be stolen. Yeah, you know. Yep, I'm with you. <laughs> but I never felt even like the way that the way that I did, you know, whenever the Steelers went down the field and beat the Cardinals, that was just back and forth, back and forth. The Packers game was never yours. It, it, it got close. We got close yeah, enough. We close got close enough. enough. Right. But the Denver game? Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, here's one, too. I, I think this one is significant. The Juju fumble. Man. Like, there are a lot of moments to Rashad's like, <laughs> it ain't just you, Rashad. Like, a lot of guys have had points like this and moved on. The Jesse James catch, like, that's another moment in still a history where, like, home field advantage, I think, would have mattered because that same year we went there and they blared our fire alarms on us and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Golly. Yeah. yeah. Rick wants to know if there's a game this weekend as well. See how, see what he's doing? He's trying to get us back on track, DK. He's he want to go to the only segment on that matters, DK. I think he does want to do that. We can skip right ahead because it's Rapid Fire Friday. Rick, let's, you know? I got to ask you something, though, too. I'm going to hey, DK you. How about that when we come back? <laughs> I, I'm first up. All I'm right. going hey, DK. Is that cool with you? For the only segment that matters. <laughs> it's your show. Let's come, <laughs> let's come right back and do exactly that. Yes. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. 
chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Welcome back to the show. Uh, This is Rapid Fire Friday. I'll be leaving for the Pacific Northwest tomorrow to cover Steelers versus Seahawks. That, by the way, is a 4.05 p.m. Eastern time kickoff uh, at Lumen Field. It's going to be the day before the NHL's Winter Classic is being played right next door, by the way, at, uh, at the Mariners' place. I was about to call it Safeco Field. It's now called T-Mobile Park. This thing's changed all the time. All the time. Got to pay that money. But it's going to be quite a weekend there uh, in Seattle with two major stadium events back-to-back, yeah. uh, which is which is pretty cool in and of itself. Maybe some of the Seahawks will be distracted. No. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, I told you I wanted to hate DK and just ask this question. One, I do want to have story time maybe in a post-show point. Talk right. about this paid off thing. This is coming up way too much. I've never heard this paid off thing, whether allegedly or whatever the case may be. But since they're going to Seattle this weekend, hey, DK, is there drama behind the Steelers beating Seattle in the Super Bowl in Detroit that year? I felt like I've heard something. There was some drama behind it. Or am what do you I mean, off on that? What one? do you mean by that? Was there a, a, a bad call, bad play in that game? Oh, where's my violin? Because Seattle fans talk about that a lot. Yeah, they talk about it in in as much as they have football fans. (laughs) Meaning, and I don't even mean that in a nasty, snarly way, because Seattle has really good sports fans. Meaning, like, when you go to a game, any game, any sport there, you know where you are. Uh, They make noise, even at baseball. Even at baseball, they're, they're really into it. Their soccer club is insanely passionate. Yeah, Seattle and Portland both have these crazy uh, vibes for for their soccer teams. So, and the NHL team is now only, this is in their third season, the Kraken, but Ronnie Francis and everybody up there has done a terrific job building them up already, and they have a great vibe about them, and that's we're going to see a lot of that. The whole country is going to see that over the weekend with the Winter Classic. But... In general, it's like the number of people who are into sports, really into sports, enough yeah. to be holding some kind of grudge about a Super Bowl is not that big. Okay, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's just not that much of a thing. Seattle is a lot more; uh, they're more into other stuff. Yeah, you know okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, I've heard uh, that. They're not us. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. I'm here. Yeah, with you. and and it, with the Steelers and Seahawks Super Bowl, it it was more a matter of that they just felt that there were a lot of things that went Pittsburgh's way. So that that's it as far as drama goes. You know, okay, I mean, they got they got beat. Yeah, I I'd heard some rumors about it because I was talking to somebody who knew Sean Alexander. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned I played for the Steelers, and it was like, oh, this Super Bowl was stolen. I was just like, what What does that even mean? I never really heard anybody talk uh, widely about that. Yeah, this is – Lori has a good recollection. She, she just says there were bad calls both ways in that game. The officiating wasn't great, but it was just, you know – yeah, it, it just wasn't a factor. They just, this the Steelers were the better team. The Steelers had, like we were just saying in the other segment, it, it was their game to lose. Dude, what's this paid off stuff? What are what are we? Neil O'Donnell. It keeps coming up. I, I, I have no idea. People get, are even remotely serious about stuff like this. I can't even tell. 
you know? <laughs> I've seen Will McDuffie say some stuff too. Wow. Like, you never know who's serious when they say these. Like, here, here yeah, Neil O'Donnell has ties to organized crime. He wasn't paid off. He was just following the script. <laughs> well, okay, since you cut, was that team good enough to win it then, DK, is what you're saying. The Steelers should have won that one. Yeah, it was. Let's put it this way. The Cowboys were were beatable enough. Okay. Now, this, this It wasn't going to be an upset if the Steelers won. Uh, but when you have, you know, you don't have that hot quarterback, you don't have that, you know, franchise guy. And I know Neil O'Donnell went on to have some better years in the NFL, especially in Nashville. But it ended up not, you know, you know, he he would never have had a chance to continue playing here. I mean, yeah, none, okay, none whatsoever after the loss of just in general. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. After that, he he wasn't yeah. particularly popular before that either. You know. Uh, yeah, Hanover Fist. See, now we're getting real. <laughs> this isn't going to go very well here. Yeah, we said we were going to talk about Mason Rudolph and everything, DK. That's what we said we were going to do. That's right. And and here, Mariah gets us on course here. Hey, Mom. Ready? Yeah. Rapid Fire Friday. We're finally getting serious here. If Mason goes out and keeps pace with a Seattle offense, it's going to avoid our injuries weaknesses because if he can keep pace let tj watt make a big play do we roll with mason and keep kenny pickett at number two so there's a few of those questions coming in mariah i'm gonna lump yours in also with uh james is also so mariah appreciate you for that james also asked this question too and i think yours is saying the exact same as his james also mason finished strong does he get a real chance at camp competition in 2024 mason's in a prime position to me you know why? He's at the end of the season and he can end it on his notes. Meaning if he can go out and, and really establish himself going into the off season, which means free agency, I don't know what opportunities are in front of him, but I know Denver's without a quarterback, Minnesota's without a quarterback right now, Chicago's looking, and maybe Arizona. You just never really know. There's opportunities going to be there for Mason. It's a matter of being a starter in this league is in, in the eye of the beholder. That's simply what it is. If Mason go out and crush it these last two games, and especially against Baltimore, I don't know if it's in Pittsburgh or somewhere else because there would be somewhat of a market. Here's the thing. You got Russ. You got Kirk Cousins. You got Ryan Tannehill. Those dudes have had like exponentially amounts of money paid out. Mason gives himself this type of grace. His market, middle of the road, if you want him to come in Chicago, let's say Chicago. To be a starter, you don't probably have to pay Mason $50 million. No. You pay Mason 21, 20-ish, no more than 25, if that, two-year deal. So I, I you don't go from one to 20 in this league. You don't, I'm but <laughs> we saw Geno Smith. Yes, we did. But Geno did yeah. it over a full season. And okay. if if Mason were to finish with three tremendous games, three tremendous. Three. Yeah, and maybe even sneak into the playoffs and have three plus one. You're still not talking about a comparison point for what Geno Smith did in Seattle. He, he he did it over a full, he did it over a full schedule. Uh, I I don't see. We're talking about whether or not Mason would pose a salary cap issue with Kenny being paid on a rookie contract too. Remember that you can cut Mitch Trubisky. I'm not going to get into all kind of cap stuff yeah. and everything, but uh, you, you can. Oh come on. <laughs> 
Mark, you're you're better than this, man. Pickett should be doing Burger King commercials with those hands. What is wrong with you? There's always a way to pay the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The Steelers have all kinds of money that they can make free. And if their top priority isn't quarterback, then everything that we're discussing right now is a massive waste of time because then they don't know what the hell they're doing. That's true. That's true. Okay. Fernando wants to offer. A big hug from your Amigo and Steelers fans from all over Mexico. Happy New Year in 2024. Same to you. Same to you, my brethren. That's really nice. This actually will be the last show. I think he's viewing on uh, X also, DK. Look at his oh, icon yeah? right there. Yeah, I forgot to uh, tweet oh, that out. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. That's we're, big we're, time. Available on, uh, we're available on – I can't call it X. <laughs> no. We're available on Twitter today, too. He's going to change it back. You know he's going to change it I don't back. Think so. It's so dumb. I don't think so, DK. Uh, we'll see. Jen comes in with a significant contribution. Thanks Please to thank you, Jen. You. Just wanted to say thank you for an amazing year. Happy New Year, Foster family. Peace and love. I feel that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll see you guys next year for the new show. Yeah, it won't be that new. It's going to look a whole <laughs> lot like this. That was that was my that was my dad joke attempt right there, DK. You didn't even CK laugh. DK says, no, nah, just zipped right over. <laughs> Dad's had a different kind of day here today in this house. We had two two children simultaneously having their wisdom teeth taken out. Oh, my. it is. They're sprawled out in the on the couch over there, like. <laughs> I still got one of my uh, wisdom teeth impacted, DK. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Somebody's picnic digging that thing out. Yeah, yeah, no, they was like, just leave it alone. So I feel for your kids, man. This is a good one here from Useless Knowledge. It says, would the Steelers let a hot Mason leave? I don't want to play the guessing game too much for next season, but you know that's a real thing if he works out. The, the, you know what? If if Mason goes out and crushes this, yeah. the cards are in his hands now. He do what he wants. So he's a free agent. They have no tender. They have no franchise tag. They got nothing on Mason. Nothing. So th- that's what you have to do. I, I'll, I'll say this too. I, I love sports, DK. Absolutely love sports. You know why? Leave that right there. I love this point right here by Steeler Chick 46. People love the underdog story. They absolutely can't wait to watch, like relish with somebody else in this moment. And I'm excited for Mason, but Mason's also got to go out and show us that he can do this again. Because just as quick, and I said this the other day, we fell up on the uh, on on the Josh Dobbs train. A lot of people fell right back off of it, DK. So I'm, I'm fascinated, and I love how everybody's writing articles on it. I saw the big networks writing stuff, covering it discussing it the afc north in general was trending on my algorithm and it was because of mason rudolph and how he can shake it up and of course the throwback to joe flacco too like there's a lot of like people revisiting the past when it comes down to these type stories and i love it because folks will forever um jump off those trains quick if it doesn't carry on like i said gino's the the main one as of late that's kind of done this joe flacco right now is hot how does quarterbacks in football Joe Flacco, Mason Rudolph. Imagine that, DK. There's a lot of Mason Rudolph stuff showing up here. Uh, Antoine says, I think Mason should stay with Pittsburgh and start over Kenny and allow him to learn to pull the trigger and develop a little more. Well, 
Mason, who knows, might be of the mindset that, hey, you guys held me down this long. Why am I going to hang around here and risk it some more? You know what that's, I mean? Yeah, that's true. But there's what comfort the, in Pittsburgh. The next flavor of the day comes along, and you're going to be like, ooh, let's go to that guy. And because we were comfortable with this guy at number three uh, just before that. So uh, Brian Jonker attempts to <laughs> paint this as Mason wasn't tremendous against Cincinnati. George Pickens was tremendous. Pickens was tremendous. Mason was also tremendous. Okay. Oh, it's wait o- a it's, minute, it's okay. Brian. Yeah, he, he wasn't. I, you know what? This now some of this has just become like politics. Here's okay. my side. Okay. I'm on my side. I'm just going to stand over here and yell things from my side, and use yell things from your side, and that's how we're going to get along. John wants a hug. Yeah, absolutely. Bring. We were offering the them all the way from Mexico. John is feeling left out. John could use a hug. Snowman comes in with a contribution and a happy new year. The happy new year to all you guys, too, for sure. Yeah, uh, Greg has no use whatsoever for our likes count to this point. Uh, Greg me. has a good point. Yeah, you know? like, like seriously, like, come on, like, like, get those up, man. I think it's more than twenty, though, DK. I got one hundred seventy-three on mine right now. What was your question? You said you had a question. Oh, it was about Seattle, the drama of the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you answered my Neil O'Donnell question, too. I had no idea that dude was affiliated like everybody says he is. (laughs) Affiliated you with the mob? (laughs) Like he come out of Scranton, PA, man. Like much. Uh, That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, a lot of this stuff has gotten really stupid over as the week has passed along, you know? It's always uh, a breakdown at some point, right? Yeah. And all you have to do is rewind to how you felt last Saturday night mm-hmm. when you saw what you saw. How you end up spinning it in your own head in one direction or the other because of this allegiance or that allegiance or the few people who follow pit football uh, passionately in this area. Uh, yeah. Come on. You've that been to pit low. games. That You've was been to low, pit games. Okay. That was low, even by you right there, to call out Pitt's fan base. No, no, no. They're passionate. They're they're really into it. They're knowledgeable, and they're intense. They are just few. That's all. They make it hard to go to the games for students, though. The campus ain't even – you got to catch a transit to the freaking – to, to Hinesville. I mean, the Akersher Stadium. couple myths to that one. What? If you take a tape measure and you throw it from Pitt's campus – to Akershire Stadium, it's only three point two miles. Only? That's it. Oh, no, we no, have no, a no, lot no. of hills, no, and we no. have a lot of. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, oh, oh, you say okay. Finish your finish your line. Go ahead. Okay. And the other the other aspect is student attendance has never been higher at Pitt games than it is now. When the campus, when the stadium was on campus, the old Pitt Stadium. Mm-hmm. When it was right there in Oakland, they didn't have the student attendance that they do now because they do a tremendous job of shuttling students. Uh, they do it on school buses, actually, and they bring them right there. No cost either. Yeah. No cost okay. to the transportation. That's fair. That's fair. This I'll- is just pure. They, they just find all kinds of excuses for why they don't have numbers. And for, for me, if I'm them, I just I don't even apologize for it. I say, listen, the fans we have are the fans we have, and they're great. That's all. Mm, that's most of Pittsburgh fans go to Happy Valley. Is that what you're telling me with Penn State? Uh, you know me in college football. I do know that Penn State has more more graduates and more alumni in Allegheny County here 
than okay. anywhere else. Yeah. Okay. So how many of them go to games up there? I mean, they they fill their place up with 100,000 plus. Oh, definitely. A, bit of a, a different vibe here. Barbara comes in and lets us know this has been a great year with y'all. I enjoyed every day that we get together, wishing everyone the best. Daniel has buried Mason completely. <laughs> you know, this is a good point here from Frank says, if Mike Tomlin is still coaching, Mason Rudolph won't stay in Pittsburgh. Do you buy that? Do you think that Tomlin has him labeled? I don't buy that. I don't. Because it could have went back to Mitch, just being quite honest, which is the way it looked. Looked like Kenny could have actually played. Um, honestly, I think it's it's a little bit of this that comes into it too, DK, from Frank Rice. Hey, Mon, if Mason Rudolph, Rudolph wins out, how much credit does Mike Tomlin get when he doesn't deserve the credit? It honestly goes to both. It, it does. You can't say his team won and not give him his credit also. Well, Ken, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I happen to agree with you on that, but yeah. just throwing out the opposite view here. What if mm-hmm. what if you just look at it and say, hey, he was here all along. Imagine how different this football team could have been if you just recognized this two years ago. Uh, and you didn't waste a first-round pick on Pickett and you know all these losses on – you see what I'm saying? Then I go into the financials of it also in the start of a new era. Mason is also from the Ben area to where you just needed to find yourself with your own guy. You know what I'm saying, DK? Of mm-hmm. course, and then Mason was closer to get paid, so you couldn't build a team around a guy that you was already going to have to pay too if you were already committing yourself to Mason Rudolph. There's a lot of intangibles that go into why they didn't stick with him in 2021. It's a lot of, and it really, it really boils down to the fact that he, they wanted their own guy that year. And the way Kenny fell to him at 20, it was a low risk to me still in the first round pick. Because again, at 20, with the way the team was built at the time, you just say, I'll take a shot at it. And of course, the economics mean a lot. That's the reason we're able to make these moves we have so far anyway, too. Hanover Fist has a neat point here. I like this. Rudolph is playing for dollars. I am very excited for the last two games. Now, Moan, even in your playing days, you were never shy about talking about the money component. No. Okay? There cannot be a more motivated athlete across the board in the National Football League than Mason Rudolph over these final two weeks. Am I right? Oh, my gosh. Have to be. (laughs) I mean, you're talking about the difference between him having started – uh, putting in for his commercial real estate license and then and then quarterback money at age yeah. 28 all the, yeah. everything changes it does like and, and i agree with you hanover fist he is and that's the one thing we hadn't spoken about a lot is just that component of it again we talked about it earlier his starting floor for negotiations might be 18 to 22 million and from there you live if you're in between team that need a bridge quarterback that may win you a lot of games to help build up a good team, Mason's your guy. He, there is a lot of motivation, DK. Yeah, Koala, uh, Koala comes in and says, just saying hello, swamped in work, going to watch oh. the replay. You people who sneak in here at work, we know who you are, and your boss is going to be on to you. Yeah, they are, DK. But you know what? <laughs> I'd rather be watching this too instead of doing what they got going on. It worked. This is down. this is true. Matagucci says, "Look over your shoulder, DK. Same weather in Seattle." Yes, I actually happened to mention this to the head coach the other afternoon. 
uh, look, I was looking ahead and it's identical. Our forecasts are completely the same. Everything's going to be around 50 degrees. And of course, because it's Seattle, you know, a little bit of rain. Um, this is fascinating because I do wonder what this message is like this week, DK. Hmm. Demond comes in and I said, Hey, Moan, do you think Tomlin is, is telling Kenny, let Rudolph cook so he can find a, find a better job next year? No. I personally don't think no professional advice is being given to Kenny, in my opinion, just to say, hey, man, you're all right. We love you still. We're just going to go with Mason. I think, of course, looking at Kenny's reaction the other day, it's not much a person can tell him right now other than the fact that the team needs him to go in and save the day. Like, coaches don't really want to talk, and Mike T has always made a point to say, I don't get into the business of what has to happen, meaning he's not going to go to Kenny and tell Kenny, hey, bro, we love you, man. You're going to be all right. We just got to go with him because he's playing better. Absolutely nothing he can tell Kenny Pickett right now is going to make him feel better other than the fact that, hey, the ball is yours. Why would he give a crap? That's he what does. I'm wondering here. He, no. He never was, has. You know this guy. I'm waiting for you to say that. You know <laughs> this guy. That's, he's not going to give. He's. You I mean, today, for anybody who missed it, Mike Tomlin did announce that Mason Rudolph is, in mm -hmm. fact, a starter. There's, there was never any doubt about this. You've been hearing that on this show all week long. Uh, in This head coach, I can't say this often enough, and Moan's backed me up every time. His only concern ever, ever, ever is winning the game that's being played that week. DK and I have talked privately about that because some of the things that Coach Tia say You'd be like, it, but you got to see this. Like, no, I got to give it to him, whether he's just making us believe it or whether he believe himself. His tunnel vision Ugh. is toxic. I think you can call it at times. It's, 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 you know, it's, it, it's also flawed because it never allows him to take any kind of longer term approach to anything. You know, some of us, including on this program, just as an example, we were advocating early on, go ahead and get Broderick Jones involved. Go yeah. ahead and get Joey Porter Jr. involved. And, I, you, are, you know, there's always some benefits to watching and learning and being a little bit humble and everything. But wouldn't those guys and even Keanu Benton and others have been that much better yeah. if they'd gotten those other three or four games in? But yeah. he doesn't think like that. He's just thinking about who's going to, you know, how do I win this game this week? And it's mostly this, too. When you actually burn that bridge and you're out, you're out. Yeah. Like, unless there's a need for you, i.e. Mason. People were asking about Mason early. It was like he's not getting in. Did they not, DK? He's yes. not getting in. And that's just the way he rolls. A little bit of coin brings up another point that we're talking about right now, DK. Hey, Moan. Are you getting concerned about Broderick Jones playing out of position this year? That. I really don't want another Dotson screw-up. Do you think he will be back at left tackle? We won't know until next year. Because you know why? Chooks is out. Dan Moore is still in. And he's going to leave Broderick over there. Like, I almost get it in this situation, though. You got to move three to satisfy one is what you're doing in this situation. I get it. I do think Broderick Jones will be the left tackle for this squad. I don't think there's any other way around that. But to do it in season, DK, where is Mike T's vision at? Oh, Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. That's it. That's it. And it it may be a flaw, but, hell, we've been dealing with this for all these years. I don't know if you get out of it or what. I don't. I don't know. I, I do think that they need to, to an extent. Nova comes in and says that uh, Patrick Peterson has remarked that Mason Rudolph is a big dude who isn't afraid to stand 
in the pocket. Lots of players have pointed that out over the course of this week. Uh, Mason is 6'5", 230. Yeah. He's, he's not a statue uh, considering the 6'5", 230. We saw that with that first down scramble there. That also showed some stones in addition to everything else. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'll tell you what, Moan, is it – I mean, all you – all you blocked for were guys of this stature. Yeah. Uh, does it make a difference? I mean, you also blocked for Duck, who's not a big dude. No, he's not. Um, not does it uh, make a difference? It, it somewhat does because, of course, their maneuverability and sight that they have over the line of scrimmage. Yes. And, yes, that matters, I do think, a lot. And it's also the idea, too, that those dudes are tough for the most part. I don't think I've met a soft big guy when it comes down to their play. It is usually the smaller guys that – are a little bit more fragile when it comes down to the hits they want to take, how skittish they are in the po- in the pocket. Golly, I feel like I'm talking about Kenny here. Uh, but that also is, is one of those things. And, of course, being in Pittsburgh, I don't right now think it has the uh, – I don't think it has the personnel to be a mobile offense the way Kenny operates it at times. You know what, what I'm saying? By that? No, I think it's I better know. suited for a guy that's a straight drop back guy. Think about this the route runners that you have. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it, it's it's suited team, for a drop this back. He needs a standard pocket NFL quarterback. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, especially when you're talking about having some kind of ambition for getting the ball deep, uh, whether it's to Pickens or whether it's to Deontay Johnson or whoever. Uh, you got to be able to hang in there, and you've got to do it without. I mean, here's the word: oh. you got to do it without fear. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you can't you can't I don't mean fear of whatever. I mean fear of the play not working. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't mean fear of physical pain or anything to that effect. Okay. I'm talking about just you've got to believe in the play. You've got to believe that your primary target can still be achieved with every snap. Yeah. Now is Mason going to do that from now until the end of time? Is he going to look like he did against the Bengals? No. No. Right. Okay? Because he's not going to finish his NFL career with a 124.0. <laughs> he's just not. Okay? But there were so many things from that game that you can take and look at and say, wow. He's just setting aside the numbers. that You can say, hey, we can build off of this. This dude's 28. Yeah, yeah. You know, this absolutely. isn't the way they're feeling in Cleveland after Flacco did his thing. Because there's not one person in Cleveland who's discussing today whether or not Flacco will be back next season. No, absolutely not. They're living in the now. And they're also <laughs> a handicap, too. I see what Dan, you're saying. Dan Klimko goes dark on us. What is that? <laughs> Kenny has a future in NASCAR. He always turns left. Is that the direction, car racing? Yeah, I always turn left. <laughs> we got to get you out more, DK. I got to send you to Daytona. The next auto race they have in the city of Pittsburgh will be the first. That'll probably be an F1 and one of those formula. Yeah, one of those IndyCar races. Um, Here's here. some credit credit maybe where it's due. Go ahead. Ooh. Jedi says maybe Mason Rudolph's becoming the player Kevin Colbert thought he could be. Kev, I'm telling you, was smitten by Mason. Is that right? He was. He he. They evaluated him, and you can tell. And I've had conversations with Kevin about Mason, and everything that he says, you can tell. He he thought in his mind, "That's my guy. That's our next guy." 
And Ben went on the tear. We were winning big time. You couldn't find a way out of his deal or say he was bad enough to where you couldn't play him. Only time I think Ben ever showed a chink in his armor was 2019 when he had the UCL injury. If we're being honest, that was his only out. And what did Ben do? Said, I'm coming back. He never had an opportunity to see this version of Mason Rudolph. So, Jedi 417, maybe you are right. Um, but we'll, we'll all face reality come Sunday at 4.05 Eastern, though, too. Yes. How much grace yes. is given, though, DK? That's the other thing that we're speaking about. I don't well, know if we can expect Mason to – if he does do this again, I don't give a doggone what happens in Baltimore. I, I do and I don't because if he can do this twice, one at home, one on the road, this is what it will tell me. At least I can consistently say he has this in him. Now, how much grace is given <clears throat> if – it doesn't go. What's a bad day for him? What's the grace that you're talking about, though? As you're far as public? yanking him. No, as far as yanking him. That's all I'm talking about. Okay. okay. I, I, okay. I couldn't care less how the public uh, or me so, or you react to him. No. What matters is how Mike Tomlin reacts to him. What's the grace there? What? What's the grace there? Do you got to be saying? losing because losing is the only thing that'll get you snatched out if you're also playing bad. We can be winning and I can have an interception and a touchdown and a fumble and still stay the starter. You feel me? Yes. Here, here. I'm gonna find a something that I can hold up here as a bar. Okay. Here's my glasses case. Okay. This is this is the bar. Let's put it down here. This is the bar that Kenny Pickett set through the first however many games. Okay. Really through the portion of his career. No, that's that's accurate. He's been in the range of. That's not a shot. It's 25th or 26th best quarterback in the NFL. Right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Whether you want to go by a quarterback rating or passing yards or whatever it is, he's right about here. Okay. He has not extended that bar above this. He's not, his next great game in the NFL will be his first. Again, not a shot, not a dig, not a anti pit, whatever other crap. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mason has just played the one game, the one start. But it was the number one quarterback rating in the National Football League wow. for the week. Wow. Okay. He was number one in the league. Don't hear enough people mentioning that. 124.0 was the highest rating of any quarterback. I hadn't heard that either. In week 16. Okay. So he's up here. I'm sorry. If I'm going to wait for somebody to boomerang back or whatever, I've seen some comments in here today that say, well, Kenny's going to be really be motivated by this. He's going to be motivated to do what? To do this again? Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about here. I think the head coach has a responsibility, especially if this is successful in Seattle. If Mason is successful in Seattle, he has a responsibility to this team as a whole now and for the future to say, whoa, okay, hang on a second. Sometimes you just need to go in stadium yeah, and see what wow. you got. So, this so grown up. This point right here from my guy Nova, who's a member now. What up, Nova? He says, hey, Mo, you keep calling Mason, air quotation marks, a bridge guy, quarterback. Do you think he can be a starter? You're a bridge guy until you become a starter. The only reason I'm calling Mason a bridge guy is for this reason. One, there's a franchise guy behind him that was drafted in the first round, and Kenny. So I don't know if Pittsburgh is his home unless Pittsburgh say, you know what, Kenny, you're booted. But guess what? They won't do that because they still got two years left on his contract until they got to make that fifth-year option. And they got to pay him regardless. It's guaranteed. Okay, 
So if he goes to another team, you got to ask yourself, this is still a new body guy. I think Nick Folk was a bridge guy. I think Carson Wentz was a bridge guy after he left. I think Geno's a bridge guy. Like, think about all the people we're talking about in these moments right here. Ryan Fitzpatrick was a bridge guy. He had great moments, was a starter, but he was still the guy on the way to the next guy. That ain't a bad thing. You can still be a starter. What I want to dis what I want to separate is this right here is that he's a franchise 10-year guy. I don't know that because we hadn't seen him to DK's point do this in the stadium in his six years he's been in the league. That ain't no diss to Mason. And I tell you this, me knowing but he Mason. He did it. He did it. I'm talking about consecutively over. No, year I know, year. I know yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just saying, but you, but you said this earlier. You said well, you see it. It's there. It was there. We saw yeah, it. That's very true. That's very true. So that I don't want to make bridge a diss. Heck, if you give me twenty million dollars to be a bridge, I'll be a bridge all doggone day. I'll plank for you for twenty million dollars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And many would too, okay, DK. Oh, Bill my. Oh boy. <laughs> Matt Corey says Eric Clapton was asked how it felt to be the greatest guitar player in the world, and he said, You'll have to ask Prince. Ooh. There's actually That's... a bunch of these that go around, and I'm never sure which ones are real and which ones are fake. That one doesn't sound. You you know what we are? We are now a Prince show. We're not a Michael Jackson show. <laughs> we are. I love that. A little that. bit of coin says Mason's only three years older than Kenny, but he's been here so long. We feel like he's some, you know, ancient veteran. We feel like he's, you know, the the thirty seven year old version of Charlie Bass, just because we've kept him in storage all this time. Do you follow me? I do. And yeah. that's just that's that's not okay. This is the reality that everything yeah. that happened on Saturday was real. And yeah. if he, if, if for whatever reason the offense were to come out, let's take let's take this one on, Moan. What if yeah. the offense comes out and just stinks it up? First you know quarter? what? What do you do? I honestly, and I'm knocking on wood. I I don't feel like that's going to be the case. You know okay. why? Why? Because this group saw what they saw, like we did out of Mason. I think they felt the flow of the offense offense be a little bit more fluid, fluid with Mason. I think Deontay's probably chomping at the bit to get his shot this week. Yes, he actually is. I didn't even <laughs> – we didn't even talk about yes, that, DK. Yes, you're going to have to trust me on that one. I think Pat Fryermuth understands his role this week. He I don't, definitely I, understands. He is expecting Cincinnati part two, Yeah, meaning for him. For, Pat is. Yeah. Yes. Pat Fryermuth is, yes. So if, if you think about the game in the NFL, the NFL is not going to allow one guy consecutively crush a team. George Pickens can't do what he did against Cincinnati and then think he's going to take it on the road to Seattle, too. I'd love for that to be the case, but that he's 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 public enemy number one in Seattle. So the other guys got to go eat. And I think the O-line gets it. You said Dan told you he loved him in the pocket. You could just move his guy by. The interior looked a little bit more stable also. And since he got a real good O-line, I mean D-line, they got mm-hmm. a good defense in general. Okay, Lou is a real good defensive coordinator, and they held it down. One sack. And I, I would also tell that uh, that's old to Mason. Mason ran, somewhat ran into that one. He went left and re- kind of ran into that one. So that goes half quarterback, half left tackle. 
Yeah, we have to. Here come more of the Kenny excuses. We have to keep in mind that Kenny played same with a bad line. old line and an office. Same line. Same line. Nope. Same line. Same line, too, dude. Nope. Uh-uh. Don't do that. Okay. The offensive coordinator thing. I mean, it was a, in this case, you know, Kenny's last full game was also the same opponent. Okay. I mean, to that point, can I go? Kenny played well in Cincinnati, you know? Kenny's last few opponents, DK, let me pull this up for you, was who? His last four opponents were Colts, New England. Well, Mitch Mitch was in those games, remember? Well, he's we're, the, we're losing to the, under the, 500 the two, teams. The, the, the two and ten teams, yeah, yeah. But look, this this this, this hasn't changed. The, the, this circumstance isn't all that changed, you know? No. Uh, I'm going to say this again. People are really getting defensive about this. You know, this is. I feel like I am too, DK. Just, They're dragging me like, in. Like, this. look at this one here. TK hates Kenny. How can you hate Kenny Pickett? Who hates Kenny Pickett? I mean, I really like this dude. Okay. If you don't talk about, you're talking about like actual personal interactions. Okay. He's outstanding. I think we have a terrific professional relationship. Okay. That's not what this is about. This is about this and this. That's all. That's fair. Okay, this is I, I I could do this. We 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 can all do this show without even expressing a single opinion, just That's reading fair. off numbers. That's fair. You know, so yeah. this isn't this isn't your this program isn't your regular. Let's let's make a hot take and stick by it for no reason at all. You know? Yeah, no doubt. Let's switch this topic real quick. I'm with Mark Lancaster here. My bad. I want to see Jalen Warren truck Devin Bush. I'm into that. <laughs> I'm into that, okay? The problem with that, now here comes a cheap shot, Talk is that him. he'll have to find him. <laughs> what? Tell us. Break it down for me, DK, like I'm five, okay? <laughs> break it down. Like Jalen Warren towers over Devin Bush, and Jalen Warren's not a big dude. Yeah, no. Um, I thought you were saying like he had to find the football field to actually get hit. That wasn't it. Yeah, uh, that's actually kind of what I meant. Yeah, he's okay. he's not he's not easy to notice on a football yeah. field, and I'm not even saying that because of his size. He's just he's just he's not visible. Yeah, that's fair. I give you that, DK. You know, Antoine Antoine says when Kenny first started, he played with that edge. Somewhere in there, he lost that edge. He needs to get it back. Okay, to do this, yeah, this he's not topped this yet. That's the point that everyone seems to want to avoid here. Okay, the next version of Kenny that we see that's at this level will be the very first that's in the so NFL. True. And you know what? So this year has been a year of the young quarterback. I think we've seen that level, DK, from CJ Stroud already. Oh, yeah, okay. That's what we, you're saying. We've seen it from Will Levis. We've seen it from guys who are new to the league and have wow. other things going against them. That's okay? the point. What's C.J. Stroud's excuse? All he did was join the worst bleeping worst. team in the league and show you right off the bat what he can do. This Okay, so let's take it to another franchise real quick, too, DK. Speaking of having that moment, those games, right? Not the 125 yards, two touchdowns, and you get dragged to a win. That's not what you're looking for. That level, give me we can, something. We can look at New Hang England too. We can look at New England situation with Mac Brown, right? And, and say what he's not the guy there. What is his name? Yeah, Mac. Yeah, he's not the guy that we can. As outsiders, we know New England is going to go find a new quarterback, right? I, I think if we're outside looking in in Pittsburgh, 
no offense to him, considering we haven't had that moment. The comebacks are, are beautiful. They are. But if we're breaking down what's a franchise guy versus a guy that can just hold the ball and deliver when you need him to, Mac Jones, golly, Mac Jones. Um, here's the thing. we You're right, DK. You hadn't seen that from him. You hadn't seen it from Mac Jones. You saw a little bit of it from um, – I don't even think we've seen it from Bryce Young this year in, in Carolina. You have, to, you have to start at least poking through. Think of it like stocks. Anybody who follows finances, stocks don't ever just do this, okay? What, they always say progress isn't linear, okay? What stocks do is they poke up like yep. this, okay? And then they break through, and that's when the stocks people get excited. There's a resistance line is actually what it's called in that industry, and it breaks through what they call resistance, and then it just kind of sneaks up there, and you go, whoa, I didn't know that stock could do that, okay? Well, we didn't know that Mason Rudolph's stock could poke its head through the roof of the Flintstones car the way he did, but he did. Duh. He did. And that is a really, really big deal. And it happened in plain sight. It wasn't hidden. It wasn't in practice. It wasn't, you know, it was yeah. right there in front of everybody. I just don't think you can ignore it. Luke says, hey, Moan, do you think the noise in Seattle will affect Mason Rudolph's play? It's supposed to be the second loudest stadium next to Arrowhead. I don't think it should. Again, we talked about this early in the week. If they can stay ahead of the chains or somewhat even with the chains, three yards on first down, another four on second down, third down to short, yeah, you're fine. That defense is good enough. The outside rushers are very solid, okay? They are. And, of course, you got to make sure you're watching for the Hall of Fame uh, linebacker up the middle and Bobby Wagner. He will dog oh, yeah. blitz like it's no news, okay? Um, but, yeah, it, it can be effective. If you're behind the chains, but if you're third and long, it's gonna be effective no matter who where you're playing at. I, I, I got one that's real good. God, Lee DK. I did not want to get dragged down into this doggone Kenny and Mason conversation, but this is good. Okay. What's the excuse then? What is that? Silence says this. Mac Jones has had three years with three different OCs, including disastrous OC and Matt Patricia last year. And guess what? Kenny's had one. What's his excuse? Well, that it's a terrible offensive coordinator. Uh, but the, I think any quarterback anywhere will tell you that it's staying with one guy is easier than than changing three times. But but which even is, before, which I think is your point. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to this point. The playbook hadn't dramatically changed. They've said that they're going to tweak it. I heard Coach say that. Okay, it hasn't dramatically changed. the The, the structure of it is still there. The plays are still being distributed out there. But what happened? What has happened is this. You seem to have had one guy last week in Mason that can maneuver through the playbook, audible out of stuff, make certain plays, stay in the pocket. Another guy didn't seem to be able to do those things. There, there seemed to have been a sense of panic. I'm not – this ain't a dog on Kenny situation. It's a just a reality thing. DK, I, from year one to year two, I thought I got better. And year two to year three – Got even better. In this league, you're supposed to make those jumps. Can y'all who are in the defensive side of Kenny Pickett tell me you have seen a year one to year two jump that make you feel good about him being behind your center for the next 12 years? No. It's That's not possible. 
Yeah, I, I just everyone keeps saying like that, you know, that he did this and he did that. He hasn't done. He has not had that game or anything close to it since he's been in the National Football League. Okay, here Brandon, he makes it plain as day. Has not had a three hundred yard two dot two touchdown performance. That's all I'm talking about here. He has set his own ceiling. Okay, we're not doing that on this show. Okay, if he wants to blow through it, awesome. Guess what we'll talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I can't know? wait to. I love a quarterback that'd honest, story. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be good that'd be, for us. We weren't planning on talking, neither of us. And Moan is as close as, as close as he is with, with Mason. We weren't planning on this. No, we weren't. But guess not. what? He yeah. went out and did it. He did. I, I told you my prediction last week was they were to lose because I didn't yeah. know what, what Mason had in him as a starter like that. And he proved everybody wrong and went is. out and he made awesome. it look good. So the answers to my questions, absolutely not. Nope. Uh, where is that? Kenny hasn't shown anything. Like, legitimately, like those are – he jumped backwards is what Chris G said. Like, those yeah. are our answers. Like, we got to be transparent. If I was trash, you call me trash. But I, I'll say in this sense, and, and we're going to read David's question next. I'll say in this sense, a lot of what I've been feeling over the past few days has way less to do with Kenny Pickett than it yeah. does with Mason Rudolph. Okay? It's not that Mason went out there uh, against the Bengals and performed better than Kenny did. It's that he performed really, really well across an NFL scope. Yeah, We haven't seen that around here in a long time. David says, hey, Moan, in your opinion, how do you know when a scheme or a game plan being prepped in practice is going to work? Did you have that feeling over the course of the week? You ever been in a room and distrusted the game plan even before you took it out to the field? Yeah, no. I'm like this ain't this uh, has no chance. I, no, that that is a great question, man. <laughs> uh -huh. Goodness, I think the New England game when we went wildcat. We didn't know what it was, but it looked good in practice. We and then when we got in the game, it felt like it was gonna work. Oh man, yeah. Um, some of those Baltimore games where we knew we had them early. Anytime we went to Cincy, I always loved the game plan because it was so good. You knew that the execution was there, and it was simple too. Those are the moments, David, where. <laughs> that type of stuff makes me smile because I remember sitting in those rooms like, oh, this is cake right here. You know, like, yeah, it does happen often, man. Uh, this six-touchdown game from Ben, a five-touchdown game from Ben, six, that Colts game, I felt like that was going to be one. And then when you get in those games, it don't even feel like you're playing football. Like, you're just – everything's working. There's no better feeling when 11-on-11, 11 11, man, goes down – and you ain't even got to think about the plays. DK. Oh, we're passing it. Okay, cool. Oh, we're about to run the ball. Okay, cool. Like, oh, 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 oh like the answer is yeah. okay, cool. Oh my gosh, great question. Dre says, "I'm military stationed in San Diego. Thanks for your service. It's appreciated." Should I drive to Seattle tomorrow morning? It would be my first NFL game, dude. If you're driving to Seattle from San Diego, you probably should have started yesterday. I don't. You might want to look at how far. Up I five, you're gonna be going there. It's a, it's a all. Oh. I'm a driver, and I wouldn't even do that, DK. I, I love driving, but I wouldn't do that. Well, also, you're going on five. You got to go through a lot. I mean, it's yeah. not like you're just driving through the wilderness. You're driving through some major cities. A flight might be cheaper. 
Oh, <laughs> flights are nothing. Yeah, you get, get hop on Alaska Airlines, and you'll be up there. And they fly right out of San Diego up to Seattle. I'm a total geek over airlines and routes yeah, and stuff. Yeah. How would I know something like that? Uh, Matt H. says, while I don't trust Mike Tomlin's personnel decisions, he can win with above average QB play. Most coaches can. And they should. Mm-hmm. Speaking of average right here, let's go to R. Barley. I think this is unique. And with the transfer portal and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he just has a comment. This has always been Kenny. Expect uh, expect when he was a 24-year-old man beating up on teenagers, except, I mean college yeah. players. Uh, except, I'm sorry, while yeah. having the best receiver in the nation, Jordan Addison, the Jordan other Addison. four years. Mm-hmm. Man, fourth-round talent at best. Maybe so. Maybe. Maybe not. But, again, speaking only for myself here, never for Moan, when I – I, I looked at what Mason Rudolph did in isolation. I don't really care what Kenny Pickett did after watching what I did with Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Okay. I, that's how I feel here. It's not a shot at the other guy to say that Mason played great. Let's see Mason play great again. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna come back and take one from. Uh, we're gonna take a couple here from Demond and, and a couple others here, and we're gonna wish everybody a happy New Year and all that stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You try to do on this show is to make sure that we take care of as many people as possible as they're passing through. It's hard. You guys, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Moan, because you're doing it too it on is. your end. I am. DK is talking. <laughs> I'm listening to him and I'm looking at you guys' comment, man. All you guys who are sending in the contributions, we're not forgetting about them. Barbara, I see yours. You didn't break me, okay? Snowman, <laughs> is that young Jeezy? Will the Steelers extend Mike T? <laughs> I almost feel like he's just a hold. He's going to keep his job. I can't see him getting fired. If he does, man, it's going to be a surprise. All day, all day long. Uh, Brent wanted to share some thoughts about what some walk. He's offering me some walking around money to get some coffee. I'll have no trouble finding coffee in that city of all places. No, you uh, although will not. I will, I will say because I have to do this sort of thing that Pittsburgh has a greater density of Starbucks than Seattle does. Straight up, downtown Pittsburgh. In fact, we're adding a new one just two blocks up from here. Oh, I need to get now. One. Our downtown is much smaller, so I said density. Let's see, yes, <laughs> devils in the detail. Yes, Demond says he thinks this is going to be a big game for Presley Harvin. What do you think? Meaning Presley needs of- it. He's just been inconsistent, man. Uh, He got to find some consistency. I like Presley. He's a dude. I'll tell you that. But being a dude that can't be consistent just makes you a guy. He's just a guy. (laughs) He just go from dude to guy in a heartbeat. It just goes so fast. Grayson Brown says since 2004, only one team in the AFC has gone to the playoffs finishing 8-8. That was the 2011 Broncos. Oh, dude, what? He went from guy to to, dude. He went from a dude to a guy. You understand me, DK? (laughs) That also means. This is this. I'm taking this crown back from you, Grayson. What's wrong with you, what man? What was that all about? We, we, just, we just went through that, man. Yeah, we, we cleaned up that part of the episode. That's filthy, Grayson. Carl King came in with 50 gifts. Uh, make sure you have your, your super chat set to accept gifts. Some people were asking about it, man. I promise you the folks in the comments going to allow you, going to tell you how to do that. Joshua Dobbs in here laughing. John Doe, boo. Grayson, that's jacked up. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Uh, lots of other contributions here. 
uh, we would be remiss if we didn't. Well, let's take care of our barley here too. He we got came him in already. Ten dollars we did, oh. and David. But then we're saving a special one here for <laughs> Ms. Rochelle, who closes us off in style. Ms. Rochelle, wherever it is that she's going for New Year's Eve, is the is the bell of the ball. Bell, you know. Ball. Yes, absolutely. It is the K. Rochelle comes in with a $99.99 contribution that says, just popping in to say hi to everyone. Thanks, Moan and DK, for the best show on the tube. Foster fam, you are all awesome. Love you all. Here we go, Steelers. What a what a year it's been for this program, huh? It is, man. We went from... What the one, heck has happened here? Went once a week. Two days a week, I think, sometime, depending on what was happening to an everyday How we show. we felt. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> real. For real, man. Uh, you guys make this worth it. Again, I said it before. It's therapy to me at times. I know it is for you, DK. I don't think you've ever kind of said that. Oh, I, you mean in front of the camera? In front yeah. of the camera. It's your getaway, I, too. I can have I can be having the worst day. And as soon as I click on I see this logo and that man over there, it's like, oh, yeah, this is the good part. Don't make me feel good, DK, man. I'm going to give predictions who I see you, Hog, uh, saying that too. Uh, but, DK, this has been a great year, like you said, man. 2023 had its ups, had its downs. This football team has had its ups, had its downs. Uh, we went from thinking we were winning the Super Bowl in preseason. Remember that feeling? Remember that feeling, DK? We had some benchings that happened. Uh, Broderick got in, a, a, a legacy kid came in and started playing and did damn good in Joey Porter Jr. Um, Mink is still here, right, DK? He's still around. I'll check. He's just yeah. hurt, man. That's that's the league, though, too, right? And TJ Watt should be defensive player of the year. He should. And, and nothing less. Because remember, the people at Pro Football Focus, which is owned by Chris Collinsworth, who's a Bengal, don't vote for defensive player of the year. So no matter what it is that they say about the dude in Cleveland, this guy is markedly better. He is better, man. Um, uh, prediction. DK Alex W says 100 to zero. I love that. Um, uh, can Mason put up 30 plus again in this team? I keep saying Mason. Can Mason do it? I saw this Tennessee Titans team play this team well and close, and they had to play them down to the wire too. I think Pittsburgh is better than what the Titans have put on field this year. I think this team is better than Seattle in general if they can protect this quarterback. I got the Steelers winning this game, DK. Um, they're going to bring it. They got some playmakers too, so it won't be a blowout. Give me 24-21. Pittsburgh win. Boss does some good stuff in this game. I don't know if it's going to all be touchdowns. That's that's good stuff. I have a, I have a feeling that you're going to see a stronger, more solid version of the Steelers than what you've seen for most of the year, in large part because of Mason Rudolph and because of the offensive line believing in him and believing that he makes them better, even if they're wrong. Yeah. It doesn't matter because the perception can carry you. That's another point. Mm-hmm. Mason have enough enough knowledge to where even being in that time, I'm not comparing the two, but experience is what I'm talking about. We'd be wrong and Ben still make us right. That's and it. then it, he get hit being my bad. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like that's what you're speaking of, right? DK. Yeah, I am. I, I think that the offensive line 
has sold itself on the idea that that Mason makes them better at their jobs. And as a result, they feel like they've broken through. And I mean, I can't say this bluntly enough. Dan Moore didn't. These guys are usually quick to claim credit because they've had a rough couple of years. Dan Moore wanted none of it. He just said, this is, this is, this is on him. He's, he's, he came in here and made us better. Yeah. People yeah, wondered man. whether or not Rudolph was going to start. Gah. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, Really, really good stuff, man. I feel yeah. all of y'all. Our yeah, we're going to do another one, one of these. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mo. No, I was just going to say uh, our body comes in, and we got to leave Rochelle up because Rochelle just killed it with the $100. <laughs> but he says, adding to my point, a lot of people saw Mason as a top talent. He had a very good four-year career, um, not one big year, and getting NFL recently biased. Why sudden league-wide pocket passer hate? I don't know, but it worked for this offense, like Moan said earlier, you know, and it was Mike Tomlin was the one who said at his press conference this week regarding Mason Rudolph that he had at Oklahoma State, and this was Tomlin's terminology, what would fairly be considered a a college football Hall of Fame type career. Probably make it in, being real. Yeah. Okay, so this is not someone who's new to success or new to big crowds or stadiums or anything like that, given the conference that he was playing in. And everything else here. So this is fun. This it is, is fun. fun. This was a good. We one. will be back. This show will be back on Tuesday. Yeah. I am spending the entirety of Monday flying back from Seattle, and all of you are spending your Monday uh, recovering. Scott, <laughs> <laughs> Scott, that's right. Uh, going into the weekend, man. Whatever happens, a dub coming out of there. Screw that. We're gonna win, like Josh says down here. Just win, man. Come back with a dub. We'll discuss all things. Happy New Year to all y'all. No matter what, man. Make it back to us safely this weekend. Big time Uber, Lyft, ride share, whatever the hell y'all gotta do. And yes, I'm losing a little bit of profanity here. Whatever the hell y'all gotta do, do not get behind those wheels and drive. There should be already police checks and everything. Don't get a DUI to start the year off. Make it back to a safe. Call somebody you hadn't talked to in a very long time. Apologize to somebody. I saw somebody say, why do I have to apologize to somebody? Because you probably got somebody that's after you. Love on each other. Buy a random beer for somebody and have a random conversation. We appreciate y'all, man. Tuesday, everybody. Peace. I...